Tonight, incredible guests join us from suburban Chicago, Illinois. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Joining us tonight, Derek and Nina Brash. These amazing folks had a dream on their journey through life, and they were able to realize their dream. But they encountered a lot of obstacles, both small and large, yet they persevered. And today, the world is a better place because of what they have accomplished. Welcome, Derek and Nina. And Derek, we're going to start with you. Maybe you could give us a little bit about you uh, folks, your background, and your dream. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Derek Brash, uh, 44 years old. Um, I have a company called Chibi Film Productions, and I went to film school uh, on Columbia College in Chicago. I've always had a love for film growing up, which I have to uh, uh, tell my, say that my parents were the ones that kind of got me into it uh, growing up. Uh, as a kid, we had cable TV and I, HBO Cinemax watching tons of movies, all types of genres, horror films, uh, stuff, Schwarzenegger films, Stallone films, anything action, anything comedy, uh, got me loving films uh, as a kid. And growing um, up, once I got into high school, I took a, a mass media class and I knew that I wanted to be involved in film. Wasn't sure if I wanted to act or direct, but I knew I wanted to be involved in it somehow because um that's something that's uh, started off the whole uh, filmmaking bug and probably what also started back in 1986 my dad bought our first vhs camcorder from sears uh the store sears and that got me taping like our christmases my dad showed me how to uh, use the camera and then we would tape christmases and events like that and with my friends we play around and make little videos and i knew that was something i loved i always talked about film and music and stuff like that. And that, that's kind of what sparked it. And then um, in 2002, 2003, I started my first feature. Uh, after I got done with film school, I started my own stuff independently uh, with the uh, feature film called The Icing. And from there, just been trying to build up on that and um, working with a great crew and collaborative effort. And uh, they have some very supportive parents and in-laws. And my wife, of course, has been very supportive. When I met her, I told her this is a, uh, uh, another love of mine is filmmaking and she came on board and she was very helpful, um, make helping with this project and, you know, and then, uh, eventually got into making film festivals, doing film festivals, which we love doing. So, uh, I love doing it. You know, it doesn't pay the bills. I do have a, a security job. So I work at, <laughs> I work a security job. So, but, uh, but, uh, filmmaking some, uh, we love, uh, especially me. Uh, it's something I've been, you know, uh, dedicated to for a long time. So, so Nina, uh, has this become your passion also? <laughs> yeah, um, I I work on a lot of his films. I do, um, well, I have kind of a background in theater, so I sing and do musical theater, um, and so it's just kind of uh, when he first, when he did his first film after I met him, um, I was able to, like, pull a lot of actors from my pool of, uh, <laughs> pool of friends and colleagues, and so it was kind of like a match made in yeah. heaven a little bit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I help out on all the films and, um, with the film festivals, uh, we just, we, we were just, you know, we were always like, um, submitting our own films to festivals and we were like, you know what, why don't we, um, why don't we like 
try to do our own film festival. So we kind of uh, tossed the idea around a little Which bit, love, and then yeah. an opportunity came up for us to um, start our own. So we were like, let's just do it. So <laughs> so we did it. But yeah, it's it's yeah. great. We have a lot of fun doing it together. And the film festival is what comes to mind when I uh, mentioned that you had a, an incredible dream and that you uh, saw it through all the way to the end because there were some obstacles that came up during the course of your first film festival that you never, ever could have foreseen or planned for. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was, um, so this is, we're you know, fairly new doing our own film festival. So we have done, uh, we have five film festivals. And the we had only put on, I think, two or three. Two or three, two or three that we had at little like venues. Little, uh, but then um, with the Real Cinema Fest, which you guys had won for best documentary, taking Hollywood by Storm, which absolutely want to say it's a great documentary. Uh, we thank we you. love that. Um, our judges did too, and and like our, our parents and friends and family. Yeah, everyone just um, loved it. We I, the hotel I work at. That's where we're gonna have the event last April. Well, then COVID hit in March, and uh, we found out from another friend of ours who was the one that got us into festivals. He said that uh, there's a gentleman you can um, that does online fest, which mm -hmm. will kind of save us from still having it. So we were able to do that, and then we've had. Um, the rest of that last year, 2020, we did our remaining yeah. festivals online with uh, Cinebi. Cinebi, yeah. And um, that helped us, you know, where people can watch from the comfort of their home as much as I like being in person. And now this year, Real Cinema Fest is going to be in April. And then we have a new one called Real Doc Fest that's in May. Same thing. That might be done online. It's so weird. A year later, we still might, we're still considering we might have to do it online again just yeah. to do the concerns of COVID and how many people, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. But, awesome. but we got a good success. We had a lot of submissions and a lot of people were still uh, um, excited about having the fest and still yeah. were, were part of it. It was actually a little nerve wracking at first because we really weren't sure what we were going to do. Um, we tried a couple of different options. We were like, oh, well, maybe we'll. We'll do like a Facebook live and have the films playing while we're on the live. But that came with its own set of um, obstacles that we just didn't think we were going to be yeah. able to overcome. So we um, we had known that there were a few other um, festivals that just weren't showing the films because they couldn't. And we really wanted to be able to show them because you know these filmmakers you guys know you work so hard on your film and it gets accepted to a film festival and then the pandemic hits and we can't you know yeah. can't show the film so we really wanted to find something that um would allow us to be able to bring the you know the films to everybody so we were lucky um that our our friend and colleague um was able to find that company and that company Festivy, they were very new at it too yeah. it was a it was a brand new platform so they were like in a perfect position at that time to be starting online film festivals yeah. because of the time that we're in and so we kind of like learned together so um but it was really it was really uh easy they were great to work with um and you know we would completely recommend them yeah. <laughs> um they really they kind of saved us on yeah. that one yeah. so uh, I hear uh, some um, a little barking in the background. Could you introduce uh, the other guest that's with us uh, this sure. evening? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we won't be able to we won't be able to see her, but uh, we are going to uh, listen to her a little bit. 
because it sounds like she wants to join in the conversation. <laughs> I think she does. <laughs> I think she does. She made her, her movie debut the other day. <laughs> oh, her name's Lucy. You want to tell us a little bit about what she is? Yeah, her name is Lucy. We rescued her from a uh, shelter in our town called um, Safe Haven. And they rescue dogs from the shelters in Tennessee, the kill shelters in Tennessee. And so it was her and three of her sisters that were brought to that shelter. And so Safe Haven was able to get all four of them. And um, yeah, so we adopted her in October. And she, it, we didn't really know what she was. We knew she was partially black lab. And we thought she had uh, the personality of a healer. <laughs> um, but the shelter actually told us that she was Great Dane part Great Dane. Um, and we were like, she's so short to be a Great Dane. <laughs> um, but we ended up getting a DNA test and she is 38% Australian cattle dog. So she is healer. And then she's 20% black lab and she's also 20% um, American Staffordshire Terrier. Oh. So she's a ham staff as well. Um, and then she's got a bunch, she's got like 10 different breeds in her. She's like 5% Weimaraner. Um, but yeah, so she's, she's a good girl. She's a uh, very, very smart. Yeah. Our, our good friend, uh, Bob Weatherwax, who, uh, is the uh, person who founded Weatherwax Trained Dogs and was the owner yes. uh, uh, and trainer of Lassie, uh, uh, had a kennel of about, uh, his dad had a kennel of about 40 dogs at any one time, and he called them Heinz 57 Varieties. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what she is. She's yeah. a Heinz 57. <laughs> but she does look like a beautiful black lab. I wish our, our listeners yes. could see us. Uh, going back to the uh, film festivals, though, uh, we've been uh, submitting our films, mostly documentaries, to festivals around the world for about 15 years. And so we know, we absolutely know how much preparation, how much time and energy, yeah. the, and it has to be a labor of love to bring something that off that's memorable. Uh, so we know how much is involved with all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, when uh, the uh, COVID uh, uh, came up, like you say, about a month after uh, you started preparing for this, uh, we weren't sure whether or not you were going to be able to, um, you know, uh, bring it off because of everything that's involved. And as you, as you already know, uh, when you can't go and you can't mix and mingle with other filmmakers and all that socialization is missing, there's a large element that just can't be reproduced uh, right. with a yeah. virtual film festival. Uh, but the way you did it uh, absolutely amazed us because in, in our mind, uh, you, you ended up with a high-quality, world-class festival. You had fantastic entries, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did, and it was it was really hard. It, to... And we had so many that you know, they didn't make it. Yeah, we there were so many. So we many really and it, wanted that, to show. Tough, yeah, that's the toughest thing. Yeah. You know, as judges, it's like our opinion, you know, but uh, we, but with, with all the judges, it's hard picking the best of the best. Yeah. Because you only have some, a certain time slot and everything. So, but um, there was a lot, yeah, there was tons of great films and it was, you know, it's, it was a uh, very, uh, it's stressful because it's like I've submitted films and, um, you know, lots of times my films don't get accepted and, you know, it's part of it. And I'm pretty thick skinned, so I, I understand that. So, you know, but, but. It's tough because, like, you know, you work hard and, you know, and it's the best feeling is when 
when a filmmaker says thank you for accepting, like when you guys were so happy about your film, that's like uh, makes us feel better um, knowing that we made someone you know happy that their film got recognized, you know, which is a big thing. Mm -hmm. so, and I, I don't think a lot of people. My wife's bringing Lucy outside real fast. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of people uh, who, uh, especially uh, new filmmakers uh, who submit, I don't think they're really aware of just how many entries a film festival receives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get so many and you're whittling it down um, to like a, a, um, like a 10 to 12 hour block. For example, like I think at the, the place we were going to have it, it was, um, we had the, um, the hotel, let me have the... Uh, the meeting space room for like a 10 to 12 hour block. So you might have like hundreds of hours of film and you have to whittle down to like a 10 hour block. Yeah. Um, and then a lot, lot of, more restricted Yeah, when you're in person, you know, you're on a time, mm -hmm. you know, restraints, yeah. yeah. which was kind of another good thing about the online film festivals that we could choose more films because we weren't restricted to that, right. you know, nine hour block of yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And we were able to run it as long as we wanted. Yeah. So, like for now, we just uh, our real cinema fest submissions just ended a couple days ago. So now uh, today or tonight, uh, tomorrow, we have to like kind of start um, with the judges. We have to start whittling down, you know, in in, in a certain amount of blocks. So that's that's because uh, we, we have to notify the filmmakers like a week or two. So it's it's kind of stressful because you have all these films and it's like you can only show you can't show an hundred hours of film. Yeah. Um, as of now, we have it still happening at. The hotel I work at, which is we have like a, it's like kind of like a banquet room, but who knows um, yeah. what's going to happen. But it might at the last minute we might just say, hey, it's going to be online again. So well, it's it's so weird. We're still after a year. It's still we're still thinking that way. We might have to like you know yeah. post post but put it online. You know so yeah. And but but again, you had a silver lining in that black cloud, seriously black yes. cloud, and that was okay. Yeah. We can open it up to a lot more filmmakers who otherwise would not have had those laurel leaves connected with their film. Yes. Yeah. So That's right. truly uh, doing it online, that is a, a major advantage, uh, especially to the younger or the beginning filmmakers. And, and those are some of the people who were nearest and dearest to our hearts when we'd go around. In fact, we do uh, workshops on, on just how to go about uh, realizing your dream of creating a movie. And yeah. we got tired of some of the folks coming in and saying, um, well, you know, you're going to need about $100,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wish you could see the, the, the jaws just drop, you know. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And so Gary and I uh, had uh, a low-budget workshop, a, a no-budget workshop that we would present, mm -hmm. showing them how to get most of their stuff for free and, and do yeah. Uh, do a film for pennies and nickels rather than fifty sure. or a hundred thousand dollars, and so right. we pointed out that some of our very earliest documentaries, which made a number of film festivals and actually won awards, we were able to do for less than five hundred bucks, and that yeah. included having uh, you know about a hundred DVDs of them. Wow, that's great. So uh, that's you know. A great to be able to encourage the young folks and the uh, beginners in filmmaking, I think that's one of the important uh, tasks of a, of a film festival. And so you yeah. folks are doing that. And like you, you say, uh, by uh, uh, having uh, some of your uh, festivals online recently, um, it just opens uh, the uh, venue to so many more people. And that's really encouraging. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. We love doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, are you going to have, um, if you do go live, 
hopefully. Are you going to um, have workshops or what else do you have besides the exhibitions when you're able to go live with your film festival? Right now, we just, it's basically, we've just had just the film festival. Yeah, like we have, um, when we're able to do it in person, like we, we had a, um, one of our film festivals is called Hardcore Horror Fest. And so it's all horror film movies. And um, we were, when we were able to do them in person, um, we had it at a, uh, it was like an art theater. Yeah. Um, in Indiana, yeah, and we were able to have vendors Vendor come tables, that's right. and set up in the lobby, and yeah. so um, people who maybe did like craft, you know, craft things, or um, somebody came to promote. Was it? Didn't Rachel come to promote her, yeah, her modeling? modeling yeah. Um, so we had uh, different like vendor tables that were only, able to set only up, a and, couple, but yeah, and just kind of like network with each other. So the filmmakers were able to kind of you know talk to each other and learn about each other's techniques and stuff. Yeah, and, that one we did um, at a movie theater in Indiana. Um, wasn't a big turnout, but we had uh, people can buy a, a, like a space, like a, buy a, a table slot, and we had like just a couple of vendors there. Um, yeah, so and, we just try to do like different things. We haven't had too many in-person ones yet because um, the pandemic hit, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of right when we were getting started. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know. But definitely networking is a big thing, especially for the filmmakers to just kind of get to know each other. And, um, you know, we just try to kind of give them a give them a yeah. space to, you know, kind of talk shop a little and bit. That's something we might want to include, too, like um, uh, is it like a Q&A, like once it gets once we get like things we get like um, our festivals, like kind of bigger. back in person. Yeah. yeah like Q&A's. doing a Q&A because mm -hmm. um, we did the first three that we had were in person but we didn't do q a we you know we had like a, a little award ceremony but that q a is something we were thinking of doing too that you know where the filmmakers can talk about how they achieve mm -hmm. their goals and everything like that so oh so. and actually our first film festival um was a comedy festival oh and I um that. yeah so our one of the um totally it was a it was a documentary um, about Andy Dick. And he, Andy the Dick actor, came, Andy, Andy Dick. Yeah, oh, we really? were able to get him. Yeah, we were able he, to get I, him to come I totally to the forgot festival. About that. that was a big thing for us um, last summer or a year ago um, for the Real Comedy Fest. Uh, uh, now we're going on our this will be our third, third year. Mm -hmm. um, so like almost two years ago in July, we had Andy Dick come out and he um, uh, performed. He did a stand up. We had it at a hotel. And he came to the event. All the he didn't come. He, he was in his, in his room, but all the films played. His film played, and after his film played, we were able to have an hour and a half slot where his wife would play acoustic guitar while he did some stand up, which was hilarious. And for us, like having a celebrity, that was a big thing. Like our first festival, and we got, I totally forgot to mention this. Yeah, yeah, we had Andy Dick there, um, and we, we were nervous because you know we're little guys from the south suburbs of Illinois. <laughs> We have a celebrity. We're like worried about all this money and all like, do we need lawyers? I had no idea. Um, it went really good. Um, you know, and afterwards we went out to eat and I went to a couple of bars and hung out with him and some of their yeah. festival people. And it was a good time. He was really funny. And uh, uh, it was our first event and it was uh, cool having a uh, yeah. celebrity, you know. So there's like good things about both having them live, you know, in person, yeah. the networking aspect and, you know, the different activities that you can kind of incorporate, you know, with the festival. Um, and then, you know, having it online, it's it's nice for people to be able to watch the films at their own pace yeah. um, from the comfort of their own home. And, um, 
and we can show more films. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 when it's so, on, online, we can show a little bit more films. Um, it, it, uh, there's like a, a set fee, and then like for after so many films, it's like uh, an additional. I can't remember how much. Yeah, but we can show a little more films uh, when it's on when it's online. But right now, we had to kind of pick it for the event, so for only ten hours. Yeah, you know, but, that's the hard thing right now is since we don't know if it's going to be live or not, we kind of have to go with the assumption that we are going to go live. So we're picking less films so that we can fit it into that yeah. time block. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. we may end up having to do it online. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's kind of a crapshoot right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think in the post COVID era, it might be uh, such that uh, a combination of both live and online festivals might occur because yeah. you've seen we the advantages too, of both. Each of yeah. them have their own separate uh, set of advantages, and and so yeah. if, if you do, uh, if you alternate, for example, uh, then there's a lot of uh, filmmakers that get accommodated, uh, and people yeah. get to watch a lot of films for the yeah. the price of admission. And then when you're doing the live ones, and you have the opportunity to meet and greet and bring in celebrities and what have you, so. My hope yeah. is, of course, that the uh, online ones don't totally disappear, that it's just a temporary phenomenon, but that perhaps uh, we could have, you know, uh, a mixture of the, of the two going forward. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll definitely stick around. I mean, it's when we did the online festival, I think even if we weren't in the time of COVID, there were a lot of people that were like, this is awesome. I don't have to go anywhere. Like, yeah. I can just sit on my couch and watch it from my phone. Like, yeah. this is awesome, you know, yeah. so... Um, I think they'll, I think it'll stick around yeah. for sure. Now, that being said, uh, COVID has changed a lot of things, especially like people just going out to movie theaters in general. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's may have changed the landscape of, of movies as we know it? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad. Cause like I miss biggest thing for me is I love going to the movies. I love seeing a movie at the theater. And, um, I, I, in a way I feel like that many people might just like stay at home and watch stuff on Netflix. I hope, I, I hope that, you know, there'll be a surge back with when things yeah. open up. Uh, but some people might be so nervous too, even if COVID goes away when it does that I think a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm kind of nervous. I think I'm just going to watch this movie at home and save the money and just do it at home. Um, I feel like this may have made people like more aware of, this sounds funny to say, but like germs. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, I think like, even I think, you know, when stuff kind of started to open back up around here, um, we were like, let's, you know, let's go see a movie at, um, we, there's this, um, theater kind of near our house. It's called Hollywood Boulevard. And mm -hmm. it's, it's basically, it, it's kind of decorated like the Chinese theater yeah. and it's got, um, all this different movie memorabilia in it. It's really kind of nostalgic and cool. Um, and they were, because no movies were out, they were showing like old movies, older movies. Yeah. And so we were like, Oh, let's, you know, let's go. And even in the back of my head, I was like, I know that they're sanitizing everything. I know that they're keeping people, you know, far apart from each other, but it was still in the back of my head. Like, you know, we yeah. were wearing masks we're being careful, but I feel like, even after this pandemic, it's just going to be in the back of people's yeah. heads, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm more paranoid like, for me, like um, I worry because my parents are older. So like, I'm just kind of like careful with what I do, but um, I, I, you know, I take precautions like where I work at, we have to enforce wearing masks, you know, wash your hands and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I missed the movie theater experience. I do. 
Um, even during the pandemic, uh, I went to see like Night of the Living Dead. They had a special screening. Me and my buddy went, and there's maybe only five people in the theater. So yeah. it was like safe for, you know. But um, I like, I know lots of people over the years like people don't like to buy DVDs. I still am old school. I like to buy DVDs. I like to buy CDs. Even for the films that we make, we put them on DVD. Even if the sales aren't there, I like that tangible copy in my hand. I like the artwork. Like, so I'm a big metalhead. So if I get a Megadeth or a Metallica CD or Aerosmith, whatever, I like to have the artwork. I like to have it in my hands, even though you can go on iTunes. I'm, I'm very dated with computer <laughs> stuff. I just like going to Best Buy, ordering it. I, I know it's kind of like a, a dying thing, but it makes you sad. I still like to like go to Walmart and buy my five dollar DVD. Uh, you know, hey, please <laughs> the five dollar bin. <laughs> yeah, Police Academy three is in the DVD, but I want to buy and add to my collection. I love that in my. I for me, I yeah. I talked to many people that I said, hey, um, I'll give them a copy of my movie on DVD. A friend of mine goes, I don't have a DVD player. I'm like, oh, you don't? I'm like, okay, I'll try to send you a file that. It's a weird thing because I'm so yeah. I'm still dated in that aspect, you know. So well, yeah. you're not alone. I I still have VHSs and 16 millimeter films. So <laughs> yes. I mean, you're you're still ahead uh, of me. Yeah, yeah. I have VHS too. I, I must. I like VHS too as well. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. But no, I, I agree with you. I think there's there's those of us who really enjoy having that actual copy in our hands, and yeah. you can appreciate it a little bit more. And like vinyl has made a comeback, you know, because there's yeah. just something about the sound of vinyl when you're listening yeah. to classic yeah. records that yep. you just can't replace. Some movies I just prefer to watch on VHS for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe it's just nostalgia, yeah. but I get yeah. that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. You sound yeah, like I a clone. I mean, I hope it doesn't um, hurt movie theaters to the point where they all close down. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really. Yeah. That would be sad. Makes me sad. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like going to the movies sitting in your chair, eating the popcorn, yeah. having your big Coca-Cola yeah. and just watching oh, yeah. the movie. There's just nothing like and we've it. Been, we've been um, uh, utilizing a lot of local businesses. We've been ordering more food than usual. Like we'll order from like the pizza joint and down the street. We'll, we try yeah, like, to hit up all the different local businesses to keep, you know, to help the business. And we, you know, through Uber Eats or whatever and, uh, and tipping them really good. We, we try to support a lot of these businesses because lots of them, are um, some are closing down. It's sad hearing that you know they just can't stay afloat. And it's you know we try our best to, you know, sure. But yeah. yeah. Now here's a, an idea floating out there. Mm -hmm. There has been an uptick in some drive-in movie theaters. Do you think it's possible that because of Corona we might actually see a resurgence of drive-in theaters? Yeah, we were actually just talking about that. There's a drive-in movie theater um, kind of near where I grew up. Um, and they closed down right before the pandemic yes. started. And I thought, oh my gosh, if they would have just held out, if they could just hold yeah. out, they would be making a killing now. I think there's going to probably be a resurgence because there's like, there's some local businesses in our area that have actually started doing drive-in movie theaters, like yeah. at their establishment. So they'll like put the projector on the side of the building and yeah. have the, you know, the cars drive up and they serve the food, you know, to the cars. And yeah. people are just watching the the movie from just like a drive-in, which yeah. I think is like ingenious. One of the one know, of the theaters that now. I went to see, um, I think it was Midnight of the Living Dead. They, the gentleman that runs it said that, um, "Would you guys come to a drive-in if we did a drive-in?" So I think they're starting to do a drive-in thing. And uh, one of my buddies who works at a bar in the south suburbs, uh, he just posted about um, doing drive-ins like off the wall or something, and like it's in, in the back lot. 
and he posted something any filmmakers want to show their films like commented it's one of my buddies i worked with so i've been seeing that more on, on like well, facebook on that social media platform where people are trying to do like little like um driving uh things like yeah. which i think is cool I think you know that's cool yeah yeah so. well i know around here uh during the summertime walmart actually mm -hmm. had a try uh traveling drive-in movie theater because oh, they wanted cool. people to be able to come wow. out and see movies during the pandemic but there's yeah. just no way to do it so they they would yeah. set up their own stage and screens and they would sell popcorn and concessions and they made that's a really killing cool. on it they actually had yeah. a lot yeah. of people so i think it's just kind of an interesting idea have you ever entertained the thought of possibly doing a drive-in film festival? I haven't, haven't. I haven't. That's a great but idea, that, that would be a great idea to do, yeah. You yeah, folks are the be, ones to do it. You folks yeah, are the absolute yeah. ones no, to do it. That would be something great to do, yeah. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be a good idea, something, idea. something to start thinking of. Yeah, because yeah. we, we have five festivals and we want to keep these going and we love doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that'd be great to do that. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. Well, Derek yeah. and Nina, uh, our time is uh, just about out. Uh, we want to thank you for sharing uh, these thoughts uh, that you've had with us. Movies will never die because of movie buffs like you folks. And thank you again so much for saving a very important film festival one in which we were able to exhibit one of our documentaries the real cinema fest we will never forget you because of that and we will always appreciate what you have done for not only film festivals but for what you've done to continue uh the uh, film industry going forward so thank you once again for being with us this evening thank yeah you. thank you guys so much for having us and uh we want to say hi to bob weatherwax um for everything he's done too you know so thank you guys. We this really means a lot. Yeah, um, thanks for having us. This was fun. Yes, you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome, and we look to having you back in the future. Great. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Well, it's that time. I'm Richard, and I'm Gary, and this was an incredible story. Join us next week for another great tale. <laughs>